Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We have some big news. And from now on, we're going to be collaborating with Adidas. Mia, what do you think about that? I mean, I'm excited, but... I mean, I I just want to say that I want to say Adidas because that's the Swedish version of it or Adidas, like I would pronounce it in English. But I mean, it's you're right. It's Adidas. That's the way it is. That's the correct way to pronounce it anyways. And today on February 1st, 2022, they're releasing their new shoe called Predator Edge, which is incredible. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it, of course. I mean... It just so happens, actually, that I was talking about football shoes with, with a friend the other day on Twitter. And then she mentioned uh, the Predator Edge. Uh, and it, it was Alex Ibasita, UK journalist. She actually wrote to me that, oh, my God, they're so sexy. So, I mean, I have to believe her on that one. And she's not wrong. The color wave and the color scheme is just so incredible. It's like the sapphire blue color mixed with some sort of red. And it just looks incredible. So I'm really looking forward on seeing this shoe everywhere. It's Tuesday, and we're back with another episode of Their Pitch, which shifts focus towards the Swedish league, Dalmat Svenskan. This week's Their Pitch player is Finnish national team player Olga Attinen. The defensive midfielder for Linköping FC is the glue between the backline and the attack. She has scored three goals in 36 games with Finland. After a dramatic game against Scotland in the Euro qualifiers, Finland managed to qualify for this summer's big event in England. And the drama made it all the way to this episode. You're listening to their pitch and this is the Olga Attinen episode. How do you pronounce your name in Finnish? It's Olga Ahtinen. I think Swedish people always like say, like, uh, don't say the age, but it's you hear a little bit Ahtinen. Ahtinen, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Olga Attinen, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you. Uh, I'm fine. I'm happy to be spending some time at home in Finland. And yeah, I'm fine. So we have this section here on this podcast where we, we read a quote from somebody who knows you very well. And they kind of describe you as a player and maybe leave some clues for you to try to figure out who they are. So I'm going to read this to you and you can guess who it is. Olga is a real leader who is annoying to go up against, but it's nice to have her on your team. There is never a quiet moment with her on and off the pitch. She has the biggest winning mentality and is never 100% satisfied. Her motto is always, it's always a competition. She is a control freak and sometimes she has a hard time taking it easy. 
She knows what it takes to be professional, and I know that she will succeed in football and in life. She's a nice teammate to everyone, but to me, she's a real friend that will always be by my side. Who do you think that is? Oh my god, that that was hard. But nice words, but that was hard one. Like at some point, I was sure that I would know who that is. But it needs to be someone that you know that knows me because you have asked. Doesn't necessarily have to be like that. <laughs> who could that be? I would guess that that's some some Finnish. Yeah, yeah. Girl, she's she's Finnish and yeah. Uh do do you want more clues? Yeah, I could take one more. <laughs> uh, okay, so, I don't know if that's enough, but she also plays in Dalmar Svenskan. Okay. Uh could it be Kaisa Colleen? Yes. Yeah, you nailed that. <laughs> Woo! We want to talk to you about like your career as a football player. Yes. And so how did it come about when you started playing as like a kid? Like why why football out of all sports? When I was younger, my my dad played football, not in super high level, but but he still played. And then I have a sister who is one year older than me. And uh, I remember that she started playing and uh, I was really against football. I don't know if I just wanted to do something different, what she was doing. I was still playing outside always with all the neighbors and my sister and and with my dad also. Uh, and I remember that it was hard for me then when I changed my mind when I was six years old that I want to start because I didn't want to, I didn't want to say that now I want to play because I had said already like, no, I don't want to play. Uh, that's not my thing. <laughs> uh, so I remember that I, I had a hard time to go and say to my mom and dad that, no, now I feel like <laughs> I want to play in a team like my sister too. So I think it was mostly that my sister, sister was playing. And I think that it was like, I had fun when I was playing because we, we did that quite a lot outside. And how, how old were you then when you started playing with the team? I was, I was six. Yeah. Six years old. How long did it take for you to like from when from you started until until you kind of figured out that okay, but I I really want to do this and I want to be a professional one day. I would say that from the beginning I was always very focused and uh, wanted to do everything very properly. Like my parents had has also that said that that I always wanted to be better all the time. Uh, but I would say that. Maybe around like 11, 12, when I started to realize that, okay, that this could be my thing. And, uh, yeah, in Finland, we had this, uh, we had like possibility to former national team players has started this, uh, a great thing that you can like their camps, like you can visit, visit a football camp where you see other same age players and you get to practice with them and you get to listen like uh, lessons from the nas- former national team players about their careers and uh, yeah, everything. And I, I remember that I was like maybe 12 when I was in one of those and, uh, and realized there that this is so nice. Like I want to do this more. I want to practice with the best players in Finland and I want to just like keep getting better all the time. And how, how, how old were you then? Cause that was 12. And then 
how old were you when you got your first professional contract or when you first did like your day de- you debuted as like a prof- professional footballer the finnish league is not like you can't really be a professional there or like when i was playing there you couldn't really or we had few foreigner players but uh, i think i was uh 15 when i played my first game in uh, in the highest finnish league and when i played f- like first professional i would say that was when i moved to denmark but yeah i didn't do anything else beside beside football when i was playing like like the last year when i was playing in finland but i would i wouldn't still say that i was professional even near you moved to denmark how is that to make that move you were 19 years old but to move from like like the comfort of your home in finland and then to a whole nother country yeah i i don't think that i realized back then that it's probably not going to be like the next year i move back to finland that i i am really going to stay abroad for some time if if it feels if it feels good and i enjoyed my time in in denmark so and now i'm still abroad and now it feels more comfortable to live abroad because of the language in sweden and uh, the culture and everything and i would i would say that denmark was still very similar to the finnish culture which was which was nice because i don't know if if i would have been able to adapt to any any like two di- two different kind of culture when at that age because i still still felt like that was a big step for me and uh yeah i just want to continue on like the whole uh the culture change as well as like the football aspect of it did you feel like how was the pace when you came to denmark considering I mean, there's no super. There wasn't no super professional league in Finland. How did that kind of like affect your footballing? I would say it was different. Uh, the difference was that, um, or when I was in Brombu, especially the second year, I think we had a really great team. Almost all the players were in some national team, in uh, like even even just the practice. Uh, the pace was really good and or at least for me and like the difference between where I came from it was a good step for me that I got to practice with players who are really adults who has the experience for that thing and and I got to learn a lot from all the players. I'm curious about what made you go to Denmark I mean from Finland to Denmark was what's the story behind that going to Brunby? Yeah I had grad- I had graduated that spring and uh, and had just moved to close to the capital city of Finland Helsinki not to Helsinki but close there and I I lived there only like eight months and then left to Denmark and that was just like uh, because the season started differently there uh, and then I visited Brombu and I got a good picture of the club and uh They really wanted me there, which was also important for me because I felt like I want to go somewhere where, where I feel like they care about me. And, uh, yeah, I felt like it's a good step for me that get to play tougher games. But at the same time, I wanted to take right amount of challenge all the time that I didn't just like jump directly to Damal Senskan. And I felt like that has been good 
good way for me. How, how long did you stay in Denmark for? Uh, I played there two seasons, so like two years. And then Damalsvenskan? Yeah. And Linköping, right? No, uh, because the season ends differently in uh, in Denmark. So then the season ended 2019, uh, like spring, summer. And then the last part of the season I played with Elbe in Malmö. And then 2020, I moved to Linköping. How did that then? How What was the difference between coming from, from Denmark to Sweden? Especially playing for like a team because you played you played in Malmo for a bit and then you played in in Lin Shopping. But let's just focus on like where you're today, where you are today because you play for Lin Shopping. So how is the difference coming into like I mean it's a stable team and the highest league in Sweden. Mm. Uh, I would say that the difference is that you play every week against a team that uh, that is good that. Uh, most of the time you when you watch Damas and Scandinavia, yeah, like you can't be hundred percent sure who is gonna win. And I think that has been uh that has that has been so nice, like this season for example, also. Um but I would say the difference has been mostly that the games are just tougher, uh more more tactical, much more tactical than in Denmark. To get like the bigger picture, I picked up on the fact that you said that you you feel like you're gonna stay abroad for a bit after like when you moved away. So what's like what's the big goal in your career? Like do you, can you, do you see yourself staying in in Sweden or do you want to go like even further away from Scandinavia? Uh, that has changed a little bit uh, during my my time abroad because I feel like when I was still living in Finland my dreams were maybe like I couldn't really realize what I would think when I'm 24. Like, for example, now when I am 24, that I'm, I'm also appreciating other things in life. At the same time, I want to be the best version of me as a football player. And I feel like at the moment I'm, I'm happy in Sweden. I, I want to do, I want to develop more as a player before, before I would take step anywhere else but like of course I would want to play in in a better league even a better league I think Sweden is a like we have a good league in Sweden but uh yeah I want to challenge myself of course where do you see yourself in like three years Um, I have uh, very many friends in national team who who play in different countries and I feel like for me uh, things around football is also very important so I would say that like football and culture wise I would say that England would be a big dream like I wouldn't say that I would say 100% no to any any other countries either but I would feel like it would be nice to know the language uh, yeah, and everything just around the football sounds like it's like the facilities and everything is really good in uh, in England. And that's all about like your club career and like where you would see yourself. But I want to know more about like, do you remember the first time you played for Finland's national team? Yes, I do. I was a training match against Russia in Spain <laughs> and it was raining so much that we couldn't almost even pass the ball. <laughs> how, how old were you and what, what do you take away from 
from that game? I think I was 19 or 20. It was January 2019, so I think I was... I think it was then, maybe. No, 2017 it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, what What was the other question? What did what were you asking? <laughs> Look, what What was like the main thing that that you kind of learned during your first national team camp, or that you still have with you today? That you that you're like, oh, I, I think back at this, and I remember it so well. Um, I was pretty long time with the national team before I played my first game. And I remember that, uh, like, compared to the youth national team and then women's, that to see the the professional players really, like, what are they doing during the day? Like, how they are preparing for their practice, everything. Like, they were so professional. So I remember that that was, for me, like, a bit of a shock when I saw like they were so focused like for example our goalkeeper Tinjarika Korpela who is like still doing things always so perfectly uh, I was I was so amazed like how how much she was already activating like a long time before the practice or foam rolling yoga everything like they were they were very professional from the beginning and at the same time, I think we, I mean, you, you debuted when you were 1920, you did your first cap and now, and I think we got to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room, which is the group that Finland just got drawn into. <laughs> what was your immediate reaction? Uh, like at the same time, I understand that you really can't get any easy teams in the Euros. Like you can't, you, there is no bad, bad teams in the Euros, but maybe we could have got a few not that uh, tough ones. Um, we have had Spain in our qualification groups, not in this one at the moment, but it feels like all the recent qualifications we have had, Spain has always been in our uh, group. Uh, I haven't played against Germany. In Denmark, we played maybe five years ago or something like that but three really good teams it's a really hard group to say the least yeah uh but what was like your immediate reaction when you know this group got drawn into it where were you like damn or was it like okay i love a challenge i would say like a, a mix of those two like of course at the same time like we we want to go uh we we don't just want to go to the Euros and play the game. Like we want to go further. Um, but like I said, there is no bad team. So I would say that it's, it can be also good for us that uh, maybe like the teams can, maybe every team wins one game or, you know, like there they can be, maybe there is not only two teams get, that gets victories and it can be um, good for us. So we need to just like stay positive in this situation. <laughs> Olga, we've just revealed the fact that we're doing this collaboration with Adidas. And what's a coincidence is that you've played in a Predator shoe before. So are you excited about this new upcoming shoe? Yeah, of course. I uh, I have been playing with Adidas now for quite many years. And I have been playing with Predator and, uh, and also 
the X model, but I'm I'm super excited now to try the new Predator. Yeah, so the Predator Edge, that's um, their new up and coming shoe. What was your first impression of it? Uh, I like the color. I like uh, often shoes that pop up a little bit with the color. So I, I really like the combination of blue and blue and red. Uh, I haven't still tried them on, but uh, I'm yeah waiting for that. What are your expectations when you do try them on? I hope the fit is good. Uh, I have like before when I had the Predator, the like the surface, like I don't know what you call it, but they had like a demon skin on it. Uh, and now it looks like they have changed it a little bit. So I'm excited to to test how it works with the ball. And we expect you to score a lot of goals in these shoes. <laughs> I hope that. Yeah, we have to talk about you qualifying for the Euros because that game <laughs> in Scotland, Glasgow, injury time. And I mean, Scotland was pushing you guys so hard back and then you just win the ball, I think, just outside your own penalty area and you start a counterattack. And this counterattack ends up with your teammate Amanda Rantanen scoring with her face. Yeah. So, I mean, I can watch that clip today and I think it's it, it's a mad goal. Yeah. So, I mean, tell us about that moment. I like. I feel like everything what happened before the goal is just a blurry from like I can't remember anything. I don't know if I was so nervous or what was that why we can't why I can't remember anything. But I remember just that I was running like after Amanda had scored that goal. I just ran towards her and uh, she was like crying. I think it was like a mix of that it it was hurting and that she was so confused and then she was asking to me that was it a goal or what happened and I was like it was a goal and then she was saying that it hurts <laughs> and then it was blood coming from her nose and then everyone else ran there and they were saying like oh don't show that it's blood because we don't if the game continues we don't want to play one under because she would need to go outside and then um I think it was Tuija Hurunen and she was saying like no we just we just need to celebrate now a long time because it's it's very like the end of the game so it can be that the referee whistles and then they whistled and we started to celebrate and that was just so crazy because we had talked before the game that even one point from a away pitch against Scotland would be a really great result and also that our coach has been 12 years uh, the coach of Scotland's national team so I think that was like a pretty great moment for her too but yeah that was crazy and uh, I feel like that's one thing that everyone knows now about us that when Amanda scored with her face <laughs> yeah yeah I mean she scored on injury time with Kif Örebro this season as well yeah but not with her face though so <laughs> she, she's she's a dangerous injury time player yeah we've learned that but I mean, you're also going to play uh, in England now, this friendly tournament uh, for the next international break. Then you're going to play against, you're going to England, right? No, we go to France and we play against yeah, France. Yeah, France, Brazil and Holland. Yeah, that's a great, that's great opponents as well. Yeah. You guys had Sweden in your World Cup qualifying group. 
Um, it's or you have Sweden in your World Cup qualifying yeah. group. It's not done yet, but yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, and I think it's good for us that, yeah, like you said, that we get to really, like, get a real test against the top of the worlds and, uh, like with the with the speed also that we need to recover and we need to we need to be able to keep the level up even when we are a little bit tired. And with that said, we're gonna move on to football analysis with Mia. Take it away. Well, I can reveal to you that this morning I had an interesting talk with your coach, Andre. Oi. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't about you particularly, but but we ended up talking about you because I, I revealed to him that we were going to record you okay. with you this <laughs> afternoon. So it was quite interesting because he says you are you like information. You always want to know why you're, you are going to do stuff on the pitch or why you shouldn't do stuff. So is it true? Yeah, maybe I don't think that myself when I'm like uh, on the pitch or in the meeting room, but uh, I think that can be true. <laughs> so I, I usually talk with all the players about this because I think it's interesting to know how a professional footballer uh, looks at football. Uh, and would you consider yourself as a football nerd? I would say that if you would ask uh, like my Finnish friends, that they would say that she is 100% a football nerd. <laughs> uh, but I think for me, it's so normal the way I think about football that I would say myself that maybe I'm not. Something between there, maybe. So, I mean, you play in Sweden uh, and in the Damalsvenskan. Do you watch uh, the other teams play? And when you do, can you just just watch it? Or do you always looking at them? Oh, interesting, they do this. And oh, they do that in that situation. And uh, I would say, yeah, I watch pretty, pretty many games. It depends. Uh, often I watch like maybe the teams that we are going to meet in the next weeks and maybe focus a little bit more on them even though it's not like I would do some notes or anything but it's more like that I get just a little bit more interested in the way they are playing because I know that we are going to play against them the next games. So I mean you're a defensive midfielder uh, in Linköping how would you with your own words describe your role and position on the pitch? I would say like I'm a little bit a link between the Uh, team parts like a link between the back line and the attack both in attack and defense uh, and then I am uh, talking a lot uh, helping with with communication and uh, yeah I wanna yeah like like I said like be the link with the ball also but also with my communication And uh, yeah, that's mostly it. Tell us the story, how it happened that you became a midfielder, because this is a this is always different stories from different players. Because it's very rare that players say, "Oh, I've been a midfielder all my life." Uh, I was like a 
when I was uh, very young, like when we were playing still six against six or yeah, then I was like more, I always wanted to score and be a little bit more like, yeah, I wanted to win the ball also down because I wanted to just get quickly up and score with my team. It wasn't that important to me that it was exactly me who was scoring, but that my team was scoring. Uh, I always played like a little bit of free role, a little bit more like number 10, or I got to be a little bit where I felt like it was good for me to be. But I became a holding midfielder when I played my first youth national team match. And it was my youth national team coach who said to me before the game that in Finland, when I was 15, we played with two midfielders. One was number 10, one was number six. And he said to me that I know that you are used to being number 10, but I think that there is a future for you as a number six. And then I was a little bit shocked, like, oh my God, but I need to be up. I need to be up there, help my team to create chances and, uh, and that way. And then of course I was like, yeah, sure. I'm going to do it. And that was my first game as a holding midfielder. But I always thought back then that I can't be that because I don't know how to defend. I think you're quite good at that now. <laughs> I, I've seen you play. <laughs> so, but I mean, it, can can you describe, um, is there any way your role as a defensive midfielder has changed throughout the years? I mean, roles and positions like as of right now, it changes all the time with tactical you know, points and stuff like that. Can you see can you see some changes in your role as a defensive mid since you started? Uh yeah, I would say that and, and it has been a little bit like um in the clubs that I have played after after the first game as a defensive midfielder, I haven't I didn't play in Finland that much as a holding. I was more like eight or yeah, mostly eight. And then in Denmark, I didn't play almost at all as a holding. Uh, I, we played in, you know, like a diamond in the middle. So I was often eight and sometimes I was almost like a winger. So I got to really like learn different things in that. And in Elbe, when I was playing there, I was number 10. And, uh, and then I realized that, oh, how, how much I have I have started to like to be number six because I felt like, no, 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 this number 10 role is not at all for me because I felt like <laughs> my, my skills to communicate and to help players around me were much better when I'm right turned. And when I, when I get to play, like, I want to be the one who plays between the lines. I don't want to be the one who always receives the ball there. And, uh, yeah, and then I thought that when I came to Linship in 2020, that uh, it was nice that our coaches really saw me as a six or eight, and they they thought that I was good at the same things that I I think myself. So that was nice that our like we were thinking the same way because I felt like in Denmark and in Elbe I. I got to challenge myself and I think that has made me a better football player, but I'm happy that I get to practice the position that I like the most at the moment. And of course, of course I'm ready to play on other positions too, but, uh, but I feel like that's the position I like the most. I mean, you said 
uh, in the beginning that you think that the Swedish league is more tactical. Uh, so from the position you play, uh, what information do you want to have for yourself when you're going in to play a game? Uh, you know, you're six, you're going up against this or that team. Uh, what information do you think is important for your role uh, on the pitch to have before playing a game? Often, like if who player would uh, defend against me, would they take a, a striker who is defending against me or would it be a central midfielder who would step up on me or how would they organize their their formation to be able to take me away or would they want that I get the ball uh, and then maybe in attacking that which areas do we want to find where where yeah where is the biggest spaces that we could use and that kind of things I mean I, I gotta ask you this question now because you're number six and you're, you're telling me that I mean you want to know if there's a midfielder or a striker that is going to defend against you do you think in the, you think in the Swedish league that it's it's i mean tell us the differences about getting a midfielder at you uh, comparing to a striker often if it, if it would be a striker uh if i would get the ball and if i would get right turned i would still face uh, maybe four midfield line i would still face probably a very well organized team but if i would get a, mid, a midfielder who would press me and I would beat her in my 1v1 or take my first touch away from her. Maybe I could find a space behind her or maybe, yeah, she could open up space between the lines and that would maybe create more. I mean, you've just finished a season in Sweden because the Damalsanskan, uh, the season has ended. Uh, looking back at this season uh, with Lin Shopping, what do you take away from this season and into the next it was a lot of a lot of new things for us because uh, i have been now two years in linshaping and i have had two different coaches both years so for me it feels like i haven't even been that long in linshaping because it has been so many new things every year uh, but i would say that it was nice that we got to we we could keep almost the same team both years uh, and we got to develop our own, own game all the time uh, we were maybe a little bit more like stable this 2021 even though we didn't win as many games and we we came sixth wasn't it yeah and of course we we're not happy with that but at the same time uh, I think we were still more stable in in our games, we played very, very many ties and uh, it's very small marginals. I feel like last year, maybe we were leading games 1-0 and doesn't last then like 2020, we were leading very many games 1-0 in the last 10 or maybe 20 minutes. We were just defending our own goal and trying to like survive the game. And we got very often those three points with us. Uh, and it looked better in the table. But uh, this year, I feel like it was often that those matches that were small marginals, we we tied or we even lost. 
So if we can just turn those over and of course start to develop our game even more, be be able to have even more possession, even against the teams that are top three and yeah, like just develop our game all the time. I just do have a question because you talked about how it's been kind of, it feels like you haven't been there for that long because of the fact that you guys are switching, you know, you've switched coach, etc. Uh, do you feel like that's affected you positively or negatively? Because these are two different coaches, I assume, coming in with different aspects of the game and different playing styles. How How has that affected you as a player, having two different coaches? For me... I, I I know under like my re- now the coach that I have now I have had him in Finland, uh, so he's not like very very new for me. Of course, he his style of coaching is has also developed since since then. So it's and it's a club team because he was my national team coach back then. But uh, I think it's. It's nice to sometimes have a little bit longer relationship with the coach, like to learn. Like, I, I feel like myself that I, it takes a little time for me to really build a connection with the coach, like that I feel like I can be, I don't know if it's just some Finnish thing or I feel like when I, when I came to Sweden that I felt like Swedish people are very more like comfortable talking with the coach or joking with the coach or just like outside, outside the football field that they can be (laughs) normal person with the coach. I don't think I'm that kind of player or I have wanted to become a little bit more that kind of player who can like chill outside the field, like in the, when we are eating or like just remember that we are all just human. So I feel like for me, it takes some time to build the connection. And that's why I feel like it's also good for me to stay in Linköping and have a same coach for a little bit longer time, have a same environment around me, because I feel like even though I'm 24, I have already moved many times abroad. When I was living in Malmö, I moved in or I I lived a little bit in Malmö when I was playing in in Denmark and I have had like moved a lot around and I feel like now it's a good time for me to stay still few years like focus on developing myself and really working hard there where I am now and helping my team you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. We wrap up this section with that go into uh listeners questions this is a question from emma holmgren who says olga you chose to extend with lynn shopping which ones of your skills as a player do you feel that you have developed the most during your time in the club i think that's always hard uh for myself to really see because i'm with myself all the time But I feel like in general, in everything, like 
the playing tempo in Sweden is higher and I feel like I'm catching it up and becoming better at it all the time. Small things like orientating what is happening around me. I have become better in that. I I have uh, got to use my leader leadership skills a little bit more. I I know that it, it is in me. Uh, maybe it's something that it just hasn't been used in many years. And I have been fine with that too, because I feel like it's still... I am me always on the pitch. I can't just keep my mouth shut. I'm, <laughs> I'm always saying things, but I think it has been nice that it's appreciated in Linköping. So maybe I can be hundred percent who I am on the pitch, but I would say mostly like tactical skills and uh, small technical skills, like tempo of playing and, um, uh, and orientating myself and being more aware of what is happening around me. This uh, next set of questions is coming from football analysts, uh, actually. And the first one is from Abdullah Abdullah, and his, uh, his Twitter at is KundAbd. Uh, and he has two, two questions for you. The first one is, do you think your position is the one that requires the most tactical detail or intelligence to play? Oh, that was a hard question. I would I would say that oft, often the players I have like I have talked with and are a little bit football nerd are midfielders. Uh, but I, I can't say that it's the only position, but I would say that often it is that way that midfielders are a little bit tactical nerds <laughs> but he has another question for you and what do you think the evolution of the def- defensive midfielder will be going forward oh my god even harder question <laughs> oh i don't i don't really know like maybe even bigger part in the in the build up phase i feel like that's all the time developing like teams use even more all the time the holding mid so maybe that can be one yeah i mean that's all all the roles on the pitch are taking different ways now with uh, Mm. with modern style of play or or do you and also it depends i mean lin shopping you played the last couple of games with two you you played along heidi ellingsen as you were two holding mids um so do you think it's i mean let's build on, on the question from abdullah here do you think it's what's the biggest difference to play as a lone holding mid and having someone next to you like heidi it's like it i feel like it depends a lot on the opponent that sometimes i felt like with two we could maybe drag the opponent's midfield line a little bit higher which created created us more in the spaces the spaces between the lines were bigger where we really wanted to have the ball, where we wanted to create more scoring chances. Uh, so that, that worked in the end of the season really well. But I, I think that sometimes when we are playing or now we played almost the whole season with five back line, which means that we have three center backs. And I feel like sometimes it felt, felt also that, oh, we are so many down. So it feels like. Maybe we could just push up 
one one of us but uh it's it's very different but uh i think it has been also nice to to learn new tactics and to sometimes play with two sometimes play with one we have another question from at mr zeguin i don't know i'm sorry if i pronounced it wrong but he or she asks or they do you plan on leaving Sweden to play in one of the big European leagues soon? Or are you planning to continue your career in Dalmarsvenskan? Like I said, now that I have signed two years with Linköping and, and it feels good and it feels like it's the right thing for me right now, I feel like especially that next year is going to be a very busy year or I hope that it's going to be a busy year for me uh, and I feel like it's going to go fast. So I'm happy that I get to work now hard in Sweden and and take next next step in my career that I could get to get to play in in even better league. Uh, but I feel like there is no rush at the moment. And the same person asks, who are the players that influenced you the most and that you consider your idols, men or women, players? Uh, I would say in Finland that. Uh, like I said, that I was, when I was younger, that I was in, in these camps that you got, you got to meet other, other girl football players. And, uh, one of the camps that I was in, it was, it continued many years. Like I was there every year and it was Anne Mäkinen, uh, her camp. She is at the moment in Aiko and she's one of the, best players or ever we have had in Finland and also another one, Laura Österberg-Kalmari. Those two were like big stars and big idols. I, I would say for every, every Finnish girl. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it's amazing that we have got the chance that Anne has been with us uh, in national team a little bit too. Now she's of course with Aiko, so she's not anymore with national team, but it's, she has also been a midfielder. So it, it has been nice to hear stories for her and hear, hear uh, different ideas, what she's thinking. And then the next wanted to know something about you is also a football analysis. Uh, he's living in India. I know this because I know this person. And his Twitter at is Audrio Solit. Uh, and he wants to know from you, a good defensive midfielder can be a game changer for teams. What, according to you, makes this position so vital in the tactical side of things? Uh, I think it's like, it's all always the way like uh, from the back line, the way up there. And when we are attacking, I'm the one who is often responsible of the balance and like maintaining the possession up there. It's always, I feel like for, for some other players, maybe like for attackers, that would sound very boring, but I think, I think that's very nice that I get to have such a big resp responsibility. But, uh, yeah, I would say like to be able to see the game in front of me often and, uh, being able to give important passes up there and being able to all the time, like think about the balance of the game and, uh, both in attacking 
and in defense. He also wants to know this. Uh, spatial awareness is a crucial trait for any player on the football pitch. But as a defensive midfielder playing for a team that tries to build up from the back, how important is the ability to identify those spaces and move into them swiftly? And how does one train on that? Uh, yeah, like I said uh, before, that I feel like those are the that is the one that is one part that I feel like I have become better since I've moved to Sweden, and I think it's a thing that I really want to get better, even better. Uh, we practice those like. Or I, I try to remind myself about those things if we are practicing possession of if we're just playing a, a normal game in practice that I try to remind myself of it, that I am aware of it all the time. Uh, and then sometimes we also had like morning practice where we are really focusing on those kind of things. And that's a wrap for the listeners' questions. So this or that, it's five quick ones, and we just want your initial thought, whatever comes to mind. Rapid fire. So we start with question number one, which is a good slide tackle or intercepting a pass that is about to break the lines. Intercepting the pass. Dribbling your way out of the first line of pressure on your own, or play out of it with perfect one-touch passes together with a teammate. Uh, play out of it with a teammate. Coming on from the bench to make an impact to get the win or be in the starting lineup of a mediocre game. Ooh, uh, start up, starting the game. Causing a tactical foul for the opponents or taking one yourself for the team to stop a counterattack. Stop a counterattack. Start a perfect attack from the back that results in a goal or scoring one yourself. Start one from the back. And that's... That's all the questions that we have for this time. Olga, thank you so much for being a part of this and coming to our podcast. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and if you liked this week's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review so that we can get better. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.